welcome to track number three of Do the Work of an Evangelist. See, when you are actually having, when you are actually in pain, you see, when you are in real pain, there are certain things you don't say. I remember when my wife was in labor, she was having a baby in Geneva, and at the point she was speaking French to the people, she was saying, so I said, look, there's no pain. If you are feeling pain, you will not speak French. <laughs> <laughs> I said you will not speak French so I, was, I was discussing with one of my sons I was asking don't you agree with me he said no it's true daddy if you are really patient you will not speak French so I realized that he was on my side <laughs> he will speak fancy he said I'm dying I'm dying Say do, say my lad, say do, do. He just see my lad. He just see my lad. He just see my lad. The worm dieth not. The worm dieth not like that. When you are crying and in pain, they cry. It's not something to let somebody hear. No, 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 no. No. Tearing, screaming, pain. Oh. No. It's not something that can be removed with a paracetamol or something. When somebody says that I've, I've, am I not helping people? I'm helping more people by leading them to Christ than I can help them by sharing Tylenol or sharing aspirin any day. One day I met a nurse from Switzerland. An elderly lady. She said to me one day, she was on the ward, there was a woman there who had cancer. And her husband kept coming to visit her in the hospital and he was so disturbing. The woman wanted to die because she was suffering. And they would not kill her in the ward. So one day, he went home and he got a gun. Because every Swiss man has got a gun. And he came to the ward and he came to visit his wife and he just shot her and he said now arrest me because my wife is suffering and I want to end this terrible pain and when he said that I said there is a place you can end the pain but there is a place you cannot end the pain the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched are you listening to me? Yeah. And he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Forgive, 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 forgive. Have mercy, mercy, mercy. Please forgive me, forgive me, have mercy, forgive me. Please, Father Abraham, please, please release me, release me, release me. Release me. Let me go. Thank you, Abraham, I thank you. I beg you. Set me free, please. I'm sorry. There is a place. There is a real place like that. And that's what all of our work is about. Is to try to save people from going to such a place Amen. in this world. That's what we are here for. And Abraham says, son, remember. Remember that thou in thy lifetime Receivest thy good things. And likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted. And thou art tormented. That's why when I preach. Sometimes I said I lift my hand like that. I said look at my hand. I'm inviting you to come. God sent me to show my hand to you. Say, come to God. Come to Jesus today. Come now. Look at my face. You will remember my face. You will remember that fair colored man who came to call you and say come to God. Now. Now. Now, that's why I don't want to mix my message with other things. I want to speak about Jesus Christ. Oh. I'm not to talk about success in this life. What was the success for? Look, the rich man then, he said, Now Father Abraham sent Lazarus to my brothers. You see, he was still this sending mentality was still there. Sent Lazarus to my brothers. I have five brethren. Tell, to tell them, Lest they come into this place of torment. Anybody who enters that place have no other interest on this earth. No matter who 
where you are and what you have and the work you do and where you come from. You not have even five minutes interest in what's going on on this earth. Except that this particular place, a human being should never come here. And it is because this Lazarus phenomena and the reality of these things are not on your heart. That is why you have a thousand interests apart from what is actually important. Even as pastors. Even as pastors. And that is why, that is why we preach some of the things we preach. And our messages are so irrelevant to real salvation of people. And that's why we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't actually go and find people and say, listen, I want to talk to you about something. It's like, why? When, when will it come up? We don't do such things. We don't. We don't. He said, go and tell my, that my will, I left the original copy in the Lord. No. Tell him that my house, I have... Tell him that my girlfriend, I built the house for my girlfriend in Togo. No. Tell him that. No. Nothing. Tell him that. Let they come here. That's the need. Tell my other son, my nephew, to finish his school. Complete education. No, 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 no at all. Let they come to this place. This man has become an evangelist. Just a glimpse. He has become an evangelist. More evangelistic than our lighthouse pastors. And than most pastors in this world. I, 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 I often pray, sir, let one of the rich men in my church go to hell and come. He will help me so much after that time. He will help me. Anything I'm doing. Yeah, he will help. Let only one rich man go and return. I'm not allowed to talk. And if I come and I start preaching rubbish and other things, he will stand up in the congregation. Stand up, you, Patrick, stand up. He will stand up in the congregation, point to me. Hey, Charlie, point to me. Yeah, he'll be pointing to me. What am I? What am I talking about? I should tell the people about about Christ, about heaven. Yes. What am I saying? What am I talking about? Huh. And you would uh, and see the rich people of this world. They rather force us to become philosophical. Today's message is on the achievement of the Christian uh, race. <laughs> the laws of honor. And, and, and uh, the, the overtaking power of grace. You shall pursue and overtake all and recover. Tonight I'm going to share about pursuing, overtaking and recovering. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Total recovery. Billy Graham. I, I, I'm, I'm mixing up the... I'm mixing up the details, but I think I am. But Prince was telling me. He said, he went to preach, and I think either nobody gave their life to Christ or something, whatever. And then an old lady came and told him that it's because of what you preach that people did not give their life. This, you were preaching about this, some other thing. He said that from that day, he decided that he would preach only one thing. Jesus Christ, the cross, his blood, salvation, come now. That's why since that day he has dedicated his life to preaching only that thing. And God has blessed him and has made millions and millions of people come to the Lord. Hallelujah. Evangelism is almost a thankless job. If you go to Charlotte, North Carolina, you see Billy Graham's office. No church, no member. It looks almost as if he has done nothing. Yeah. But if you think of the I just had a quick vision, I was seeing the the crusades, the people that come stream, you know, it's like they're coming away from hell, they're coming, their names, they're coming out of hell thousands and thousands, so an evangelist is probably one of the most important people that can ever exist it's always like we don't have evangelists because it's like there's no thank you after some time you will not have members who love you, give you gifts, give you presents give you whatever, tell you if it were not for you, my life would be this, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed since I came and you have taught me all that I know, there will be no one to tell you, you have taught me all that I know you just have nothing you are just, you are just there you are just there, that's why nobody is, is, is an evangelist mm-hmm. are you there? are you listening to me? yeah and that's why you people must encourage me to do evangelism, what I've started doing. I'm, I'm doing now two crusades every month. Yeah, this year, two crusades a month. Big crusades with thousands of people and thousands of people getting saved at every crusade. And it's not easy to have that shadow. And I thank God for people like Reinhard Bonke. You know Reinhard Bonke? I went to Nigeria recently. I met one Nigerian pastor. I was sitting down. He said, oh, Reinhard Bonke has three crusades every month in Nigeria. Nobody knows. 
quite yet clear. He said he's reducing to two months. That guy is almost 70 or 80, 70 years or so. So he has three crusades every month and I faithfully just evangelize, come to Jesus. Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ died. As if he doesn't have sense. As if he doesn't know a lot of topics. Or as if he doesn't have scriptures and other areas to read about. Oh. He's, he's drinking them out of the devil's hands. Are you there? Yeah. Lazarus. And he said, send Send Lazarus. The most important thing is that nobody should come to this place. And he said, they have Moses and they have the prophet. They have you. Charlie, if you go out there and you become evangelistic, evangelistic pastors, pastors who lead your members, let's go for outreach. We are going to the streets. We are going to talk to people. We are going to talk to people about Jesus Christ. A Sunday after church, the whole church is going to talk to people. But you see, the way the people are and the way they come with their families and their children, it looks difficult to do so. It's like it's nicer to sit down. You come sit down with your pastor. Let's discuss your marital problem. You say, oh, he said he was saying that. Well, he said you don't talk much, isn't it? You don't talk much in the house. <laughs> he said that. Uh, what? He said he doesn't want to have sex and so on. Okay. Yeah, you see, you have to have understanding. You see, Christianity, marriage is now two, not one. So you have to understand. Hey! It is far... <laughs> nicer you can do that all the time and to lead these people to go and win somebody to christ and then on saturday to say we are doing outreaches we are winning souls and preaching and all of you must set up little platforms and preach with megaphones you understand what i'm saying preach preach evangelize tell them jesus christ they don't have to join our church Save the lost. Do the work of an evangelist. It will even let more people come and be saved. And be in the church. Oh yeah. I believe it. I believe it. But the Lazarus phenomenon. The reality of what happened to Lazarus. And what happened to the rich man. Must be very strong in our heart. And then he said. Let someone rise from the dead. And he said. If someone rise from the dead. They will not believe. And it is so true. When people rise from the dead, and even I tell you stories about somebody who has died, Kenneth Hagin used to advertise a big banner, come and listen to the man who died and went to hell. I mean, who died and came back or something. Come and listen. He used to be, you would have thought that the whole world would arrive there. <laughs> but the whole world doesn't arrive. I can show you now medical testimonies from people who are medical, people who are dead. Real death. But people don't believe it. If someone comes from the dead, they will not believe. You see this guy I was talking about. He died and in the ward. He found himself standing there. And he called his wife. Called the other guy. The guy would remember. Then he saw something in the bed. And he said he was shocked. What is that? And he went closer and he looked and he saw himself. He said, I saw my face. He said, What? Have they made a wax model of me just now? In first time I came to the hospital, how could they have made a wax model perfect of me? Nobody was minding him in the ward. And he began to hear voices calling him from out of the door. They were calling, come, come. They were calling his name, come, professor, let's come. And he said, he said, no one can help you there. No one can help you come. No one can help you come. And he was so decided to go. And he was, he said, when he entered the place, it was like, when you look at the, the uh, television, and then the, 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 the signal is gone, shh, like that. That was how it was. So he kept going. He said he kept being drawn and he was going, going, going. They kept getting darker and darker. And the people and the voices were getting louder. And then he came to where those creatures are creatures. You see, it's biblical because the Bible says, and angels carried him into Abraham's bosom. And so the rich man died and in hell. They didn't say how he got to hell. But it looks like if angels come for some, demons can also come for others yeah and whether they have the power to actually take you or not is a question so when they go there they started fighting and they la- he realized that the people who were calling him were also laughing he became more worried and this somebody who does not believe in god does not believe in heaven does not believe in hell does not pray does not have any such thing it was the most shocking experience for him and they fought with him and finally they left him and said something said to him. He was lying down. It looks like they didn't have the power to take him. And something said to him, pray. But he had never prayed before. He didn't know what a prayer is. So, 
He said, God bless America. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star. The Lord is my shepherd. Different words were coming. No, our father cried, they didn't come in. I mean, this, the man's real testimony, and he's a very educated person. And suddenly he found himself with the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him, whatever. And then he came back. It's a long story, it's a whole book. And then he came back. When he opened his eyes, there were the surgeons over his face, and they shouted, He has come back. He's come alive. <laughs> they were washing his stomach. They were about to operate. He's come. When he came back, he was the most terrified human being on this earth. He knew, he knew that there was God, that there was a real heaven and hell. Somebody who has lived his life as an atheist. He went with his wife to a church. When they entered the church, he heard the music. And he saw the church. He fell down on the floor and cried. He started crying. He was so overcome. And his wife said, Get up, get up. What's wrong with you? You're embarrassing us. I will never go to church. I will never go to God. I've never been to church before. You don't go to church. A family, a human beings, you don't go to church. <laughs> you see, everybody who has had this experience is so dramatically converted and so dramatically changed that it is amazing. And then, he was, the question that he kept asking was, why should he come back? What, why should he return when others go and they don't come back? But then, he wanted to meet somebody else who was a Christian. But he didn't know anybody in the world who was a Christian. I mean, can you imagine? Oh. So, he remembered a Catholic sister who was once his student. She wore her Catholic uniform and she was coming for lectures. And when she came... He had warned her, no religion in my class, no church, no Christianity, no religion. He warned her seriously. So he found her name in the computer book, called her, found her. Her name was Dolores. And he asked, he called her. She met, and when she came, she said, yeah. She told her, I'm now, I've given my life to God. And she said, oh, why did it take you so long? Uh. And she said, 13 years ago, when you rebuked me for coming to, to class as a Catholic sister. I called my friends, other Catholic sisters, and we began to pray for him. We have been praying for you for the last 13 years. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, like the guy will be sweating in hell by now. It's messy. So when these things are on our hearts, we become evangelists. We'll give money to evangelism. We ourselves will evangelize. We the pastors will lead our congregations. And most of the marital problems and the thing, they resolve on their own anyway. Even without counseling, they, they get resolved. Because common sense will lead you to resolve it in the long run. Yeah. Major, do you know that most of the problems, they go on their own. Even when you come to class, they don't change. Then later they change on their own. So it's almost like they are wasting your time. <laughs> Kojo, what do you think? Is it true? Yeah. Have most of your marital problems not gone away on their own? <laughs> yes. You thought I was talking about somebody's marriage. <laughs> we always think the message is for somebody else. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening today? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody were to rise from the dead, you would not believe. You would not believe. Another guy, he there. He was a, this type of 80s boys. Hard guys. And when he died, I mean, he was bitten by a jellyfish. And he was yeah, swimming, smoking, drinking in the, in the oceans. That's what he was doing. <laughs> White meat. These are what Osama Bin Laden and others are fighting when they see such things. And the guy was bitten by a jellyfish. When he died, he said... He found himself standing. He said, why is this place so dark? And then he said, a voice. He said, where am I? He said, where am I? And the voice said, you are in hell. Now shut up. <laughs> yeah. So where am I? He said, you are in hell. And then another voice said, and you deserve it. Now shut up. Hey. 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 But I think the, the best story that I've heard or I've read is about this particular young guy. So they, they were drunkards. But I think it's the most frightening story. 
Yeah, a drunkard. They were drunk. They were bad. He said he has had accidents and killed so many people. And he went to a shopping mall. And when he was entering, he met a guy at the door. And he said, excuse me. The guy to say, you to move. I'll move. You to move. You see, some of the things that we get into. So he just pushed the guy. And the man went back and fell. And there were some bottles there. So the man took a bottle, another bottle. And then he slashed the guy. I think he was also trying to kick him. He slashed the guy and cut off the tendon and cut off the artery. Yeah. And then he cut the, the arm or the leg. And so now he was bleeding. He says, and he felt a gun, a pool of blood. And, was just and it was coming with a heart beat like that. Like that, so the people rushed around just entering a room. Excuse me, okay. This is this what, what turned into this thing. <laughs> they put him in the car. There was no hospital, uh, no, uh, but they put him in a car in America. So they took the guy in the car, said that he, he sat in the car. When he sat in the car, by the time they got to. They got to the hospital, said the, the pool of blood in the floor, because it, the blood was just coming from the legs, and he was getting weaker. Then when they took him to the hospital, said, oh, this man needs extensive surgery, they should take him immediately. So they put him in another ambulance to the hospital. So as he was going in the ambulance, he said, then things now began to... Again, this television thing. So he said that the ambulance was becoming filled with smoke. He thought it was smoke. He thought the ambulance was burning, but he was, he was dying. And there was a Christian orderly, a medical assistant or whatever, who was there in the ambulance with him. And the Christian said, Do you know Jesus Christ? Instead of uh, uh, resuscitating, he said, Do you know Jesus Christ? <laughs> do the work of an evangelist. But do the work of. Do you know what the, do you know what the guy. Do you know what the guy? Do you know what the guy said to him? He said, "Go to hell, damn you, fool!" He insulted the guy, but the guy continued. Listen, do you know Jesus Christ as your savior? Said, Get out! Oh, go to hell with your Jesus Christ and this I know. He kept on. Then at the point he said, "Okay, Jesus, if you are real, save me something." Oh, fighting with the guy, but the guy was persistent, talking with him. And just as he saw the whole place became filled with smoke, then suddenly he found himself. In a place. And he said, he said, I saw my two brothers. His two brothers, he mentioned their name. Fred and something. He said that if, he said that if you've seen a well where they poured kerosene on and they've lighted a fire, fire on water. And he saw his two brothers. He said, when the brothers saw him, they said, go back. Go back. Don't come here. Go back. There's nothing here. Go back. Go back. We are in hell. Go back. Then he saw himself, what are you doing here? How did you get here? <laughs> then he saw another guy. He had he said that. Then he saw the guy in the flames. Then he said he was, he was surprised. What are you doing here? He said the last time we went to rob a shop, he was an arm robber with the guy. And we robbed the shop and we turned around, but we didn't know that the man who was selling in the shop, he had a gun under that. So when he turned around, and when the guy took a gun and shot him through the heart, and the heart even came out of the chest. But he was escaped. He did not, he was not killed. And he saw the guy in hell surrounded by the flame. The guy said, go back, go back, return, don't come here. Don't come here, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible, go back. Then he saw another friend. He said, what are you doing here? And the guy, he said, the last time I saw you, we were in a car. And you were drunk. And we were all drunk. He said that they went to a river. And the guy went under the water. And he said, we saw you under the water. But we were all drunk. So we couldn't pull you out. So you were under. That was the last time that we saw you. What are you doing here? Charlie. And then he saw his brothers. Flames. Everybody was shouting, go back. Go back. Don't come here. He's a pastor. You will become a pastor. Look. You will not do any other work in this life. <laughs> you will become <laughs> covered and surrounded in flames. But you see, he was so shocked to see that the guy he did the arm robbery with, the guy was there. And he had been killed. 
and said, well, how did you guys? Because he never thought he would see these people again. And the guy who was drowning, the boy said, we were looking at your face. You were under the water and you wanted us to help you, but we couldn't because we were all drunk and we were just looking at you. These are the people, you know, this is the situation, this is the reality. And what is frightening is the shock which people seem to have when they die. Yeah, it's real. And there are many uh, examples about this. And these guys, they conked out, they went out, and it was like he had that blessing because he just, in the midst of him insulting the guy who was trying to save him, he also said, okay, if Jesus is save me, uh, uh, but he had this chance. And eventually, he, he was brought back to life. But there's another guy, he, did, he had a heart, a heart problem. He went to the hospital as he was lying there they were doing whatever. He died on the table. They tried to resuscitate him and everything. It didn't, it didn't work. And he found himself in heaven. He was a Christian. He had just become saved before then. And the Lord said to him, You can't stay because you have not finished your work. So you must go back. So suddenly, he found himself back. He, had, he was about some number of years old with a heart problem. He died about 25 years later. And when he opened his eyes, he was on the table. They had covered him. All the doctors had left the place. He was dead. And they were writing his death certificate there. He was clinically dead. Dead for several minutes. And covered. When he opened his eyes, a green cloth over his face. He was totally dead. And the Lord said, You have not finished your work. Go back. So you too, Chris, you can't die till you finish your work. Go back. Remember your accident? You can't die because you haven't finished your work. Bidia, you can't die because you haven't finished your work. Nosh, you can't die because you haven't finished your work. You understand? You die when you finish your work. Or, for some other reasons, there are also possibilities. But... (laughs) Go back! But I'm particularly encouraged about that. The guy had a heart problem. He said that he had such a serious heart. He needed a bypass and all that. And he was just about 20, 30. Oh yeah, he was very, very ill. But I think he was in his 30s. He said after that, he had a brand new heart. His heart became perfect and normal. When he came back. Yeah. Go back. Go back. You haven't finished your work. So I haven't finished my work. When I finish my work, you may hear, I'm gone. When you hear that I'm gone, don't cry. Yeah. It is a joy to be. Many have gone, come, gone, come. But the, you see, the doctor who wrote some of these things, you see, what happened was that he did not also believe in God. And one day, he brought a patient there to come and do a stress test. Because the guy was complaining of chest pain. So he wanted to know where the chest pain was coming from. So he said, come and do the thing. We tie all these ECG things to you. Then you do the test and so on. We'll see where the pain is coming from. As he did the thing, he actually had the pain and then died. <laughs> he died in the, in the room. So afterwards, they, they jumped on him. Cardiac massage, breathing, breathing, pumping his heart and so on. Trying to bring him with the nurses and so on. And when he stopped... The guy's heart came back. And then the guy said, when the guy opened his eyes, he said that the, the expression on the guy's face, the guy said, don't stop. Because as soon as he stopped, the heart stopped again and the breathing stopped. And he went back. And then he would pump again, blowing, whatever. Then the heart came back. Then the guy said, please don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Then the heart stopped again. Breathing stopped. Because he stopped the heart to go and do something to come Oh. Six times. Then the, guy, then the guy said, Don't you understand? Every time you stop, I go to hell. The guy was amazed. Then he told him, What should I do to stay out of hell? He asked him. This is how the doctor started to go into investigating all this. What shall I do to, go to, to not go to hell? They said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, not a, I'm not a pastor. He said, Please tell me. Then the nurse and everybody was looking at him. So this is a dying man's request. Tell him what to do. So then the guy said, look, do what the Sunday school teacher, what, what did the Sunday school teacher say? And I think the Sunday school teacher said, do it, just do it. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins, and so on. So he said, and then the man said, and then he died again, came, that eventually he survived. Later they interviewed the man, did, what happened? So nothing happened to me. Yeah. You see, they forget. That's why this rich man in Australia, he said that the good news is that there is no heaven. They, say, they pass it to, uh, what is the name of that thing? They Sublime. And how do you say it? 
sublimation of the thing to the memory of the part of the memory or something. So they can't remember it. Mercy. I said mercy. Mercy. Shake the person sitting next to you. Say the Lazarus phenomenon. phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? He didn't remember. But he said he, he, he got saved after that. I think, and then he started witnessing quietly. And the people are embarrassed about. Yeah. But he said he could not remember. He said, you cannot remember. We were all there. You said you were good. You had to head. Went to hell. You came back. He said the expression of the fright. Another guy, he died. He said when he, when he found himself by a turbulent rolling blue sea of fire. <laughs> turbulent sea. Where, where is that thing? Uh, you have one of your screensavers, which is a sea. Going up and down. Bring it back. Can you bring it? Quickly. You may save yourself. Your reputation. No. Not this one. That one. Not this one. That's too slow. Missy. And it was blue. Fire. Yeah, like the wildest fire. He said it was a, a vast. He said you can't imagine it. Huge lake. <laughs> the sea on its own, when it's even water, is frightening. How much more the thing is turned into fire? He said the the script the script said turbulent sea, lake of fire. Look at it. Look at the waves. Mercy. Oh, oh no. So pastors, the Lazarus phenomenon is very important. As I've given you all these stories, I know that even if someone were to rise from the dead and come and tell you, you still not believe. But I'm still telling you. But those who will believe, will believe the one in the Bible and become a preacher and become an evangelist and do the work of an evangelist. Lay pastors, do you want to move forward? Do you want to? This is how to move forward. Because some of you have been asking. So the only way we can move forward is to resign and become uh, full-time pastors. Do you understand? But that is not, that is not the case. You can do the work of an evangelist. I tell you, you will be advancing higher and higher and higher and deeper into higher realms of ministry. Pastors, I'm telling you, do the work of an I mean, it has been laid out before you clearly. Yeah. There are souls. Souls are parting. We need to witness to people. There's another one. You have another one. There's another C one. Charlie, the C now is frightening. And this one is fire. Water is fire, frightening. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Can you imagine if you are going under that place and it is fire? Oh no! I said no. 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 No, it shouldn't be. How many are glad you are saved? Why did he save me? Why did he save you? Why, why did he save you? Why did he save me? Set apart to declare his glorious praise. Chosen to radiate his glory and his grace. Once without hope, his mercies we've received. Let's show the world what it means to be redeemed. Did he save you? So I could be a soul set free. Why did he save me? So you could be his child of Why, why did he save someone like you? So he could show his grace and mercy. Why did he save me? Take his glory to the Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. 
Saved us to show His glory, His love. Come on. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. Saved us. Come on. Saved us to show His glory. Save us to show His love. Save us to show His glory and His love. Why, why did He save me? Why did He save you? So I could be a soul Why did He save me? Why, why did He save us? We could show His grace and mercy. Why did He save me? His glory to the nations. I had a power to declare His glorious praise. Chosen to radiate. Chosen to radiate. His glory and His grace. Who once without hope, His message we receive. Let's show the world. Let's show the world what it means to be redeemed. Save us, come on. Save us to show His glory. Save us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. He saved us, come on. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. Why, 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 why did He say Hey. Why, why did he save me? Why, why did he save someone like you? Why did he save me? Saved us to show his glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. Saved us, Lord. Saved us to show. That's why He saved us. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. Who's playing the piano? Saved us. Come on. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. Saved us, yeah. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory and His love. Come on, He saved us. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory. Has He saved you? Come on. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory. Why, 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 why? Come on. Did he save you? Why, why did he save me? Why, why did he save someone like me? Why, why did he save you? Set apart to declare His Chosen, chosen, chosen to radiate. 
His glory and His grace. Once without hope, once without hope, His mercies cease with receive. Let's show the world, let's show the world what it means to be redeemed. Save us, come on, save us to show. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory. Did He save you? Come on. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to. Come on. Saved us. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to show His love. Saved us to show His glory. He saved us. Come on. Saved us to show His glory. Saved us to mercy, mercy. Saved us to His glory. I want to live for Him. I want to die for Him. Saved us to show Him. I want to speak His word. I want to tell somebody. Saved us. He had mercy on me. Why me? Come on. He saved us. Saved us to show Him. like you why did he save us set apart chosen to radiate his glory and his grace once without hope once without hope, His mercy is Yes, Lord, let's show the world what it means to be saved. What it means to be saved. Come on. Saved us to show. Saved us to show. Hey, saved us. Come on, give a lot of dance. He saved us to show his love. Yeah, mercy, forgiveness. Oh Lord, Hallelujah. Listen. He saved us to show his mercy, his love. And if we sit down with this mercy and with this love. Can we just make ourselves happy with what we have already that is nice? We are the most selfish people that can be located anywhere on this earth. I tell you. Why? Why? You know, 
most of us have not appreciated how how blessed I am so happy that I'm saying because I would have been too beastly I would have been too beastly I can't I just wouldn't imagine myself without Christ it wouldn't have been good and the reason why I can imagine myself without Christ was I have cousins I have relatives and I have people just like me you know when you come to Ghana you go around all the charismatic churches look for my color my skin color in the church we are many in Ghana but you will not see us in a church half breeds half castes disappointed Europeans (laughs) bad boys Gotanosh why so me me why me why would he save me it's a question you know if if i can give myself to be evaporated for christ to be shown into the whole i would like to give myself i find the mercy beyond my comprehension and when you see this kind of things in the scripture and this kind of stories one after the other i've even told you just part of it Uh, you ask yourself I, I think you, you, you don't blame me for being a, a, a preacher do you blame me no, do you understand why I'm preaching yeah yeah. when I'm preaching it, I'm preaching from my heart I'm not preaching what I mean is necessary it's what is, I feel it oh that's why I want to go far I don't know if I can send somebody if I can preach if I can do something anything because I feel that I'm so I'm so privileged to be saved that's how I feel look at your kind just look at your type your kind where are they where are your kind how many soldiers go to church be honest yeah one of our pastors from Ethiopia I appointed him as a pastor and then he was crying I thought it was usual you know maybe somebody feeling emotional so afterwards I asked him why were you crying and he said to me he said, I have five or six brothers. And he said, my first brother has committed suicide, is dead. My second brother has committed suicide. I think three of his brothers have committed suicide. And they are dead. And he said, me too. I tried to commit suicide. So I asked him, how did your brothers kill themselves? How did they? He said, one hung himself in the kitchen. One shot himself with a gun. Did different things. So he said, me, I tried it. It didn't work. I tried it two times. It didn't work. I tried it three times. I didn't die. And then I got saved. She said, that's why I'm crying. That's why I'm crying. That today I'm standing in a crowd Ghana. Somebody is putting his hand on me and he's appointing me as a pastor. He said, that's why I'm crying. That's why I'm crying. Why did he save me? Why? You know something? The greatest expression of your love for God will be found through evangelism. I want to say that again. The greatest expression of your love for God will be found through evangelism. If you can catch this key from this camp and take off. Find yourself in the streets and the towns and the buses and any place that can be located. And make yourself nothing and talk to people. Let them suck you. Let them them shout at you. Let them say, get out. It will find some means to say thank you to God by sharing the grace of God that he has. That's, that's why he was crying. He said, I tried. Why? He said, he asked, he said why did the suicide didn't work the first time? Why didn't it work? Because my brother's own first time, he tried and he died. And I have some stories of people who committed suicide and came back, who drank aspirin and they were resuscitated, they were brought back. And what happened to them? It's not good. Why did he save us? That's why I like Tommy Walker. Most of the most of the praise and worship I don't enjoy, but this man I enjoy his own because I mean this is salvation. <laughs> saved us to show him. that's why he saved us. Not to sing songs. To show his glory. And pastors, how shameful it is when we have changed the DNA of the seed that we are giving and we are giving something else. Now the whole church is from the original church that Christ came to die for how he died for the church we are also supposed to die for people mm. we will not die we will not give 
will not make a sacrifice. Any money that we will give that we will feel, we will not make it. We will not give it. Yes. It's true. It's true. If it is rent, we will pay. If it is that, we will pay. If it is this, but if it's a special sacrifice for something, saved us to show his glory. Saved us to show his love. Saved us to show his glory. His love. Look, listen. If Benihin, wait, if Benihin is to die now, you will see what this world has lost. You don't know who Benihin is. We criticize him, say this and that, but somebody who flies around with American money. And talks to millions of people about Jesus Christ. You don't know what we are. You don't know what we are. Only if he's lost. That is the day you got up and say, who will replace this man? What a blessing we had in the church. Somebody who left the church said, I will also preach. Just pure salvation and people should support him. No church. Just support me to go. You will not know till he's gone. And if he goes, then you will see that ish, a gem. A jewel is gone. If not thought about it, eh? if there was no Benihin, eh, our TVs wouldn't be different. There would be nothing. Eh? We just see pastors talking about how successful this marriage, that, this, that, different things. Singing song, how and my wife and I, we got divorced, we came back. This, that, that. There's a whole thing would be just that. Money, this, successful. Yeah, I'm telling you something. And that's why I send missionaries. Don't blame me for sending missionaries. Don't say anything, but don't even think a bad thought. Lest it come into something else. Support me only. Think good. Say, bless you. Bless you, Pastor. I don't know why you are sending more people, but you, God bless you. God bless you. Help us to do it. Support it. Strengthen our hands. You know, I never knew till I started traveling around how blessed we are as a nation, Ghana. Who have spread the gospel and the fact that we are going to other African countries. And when we go there, we realize how far behind spiritually they are. You never know till you go. Huh? And with our little peanuts, we'll go. Every day we trust God for tomorrow. Let's believe God. Let's believe God together. Sit down.